You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Oh man, if you if you see if you see a man in a sleigh flying above major cities and dropping gifts, wobblers that look like gifts. It's not Santa Claus, it's Nick Mullins, everybody. It's it's ner- nervous, dude. The, the Nick Mullins experience led yep. us through many emotions today. Uh, Four hundred eleven yards passing, which is insane, and a couple great touchdown passes, but also four interceptions and maybe a handful of other potentially self sabotaging plays. And the Vikings lose this game to the Detroit Lions, who clinched their first division title in thirty years since nineteen ninety three. This is Vikings Ventline here. Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. Happy holidays. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff with you for the next hour or so live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Just to, to set the scene here, send us emails if you want to get on the show, vikingsventline at gmail.com. We'll get to as many of you as we can in the next hour or so. Just keep it clean, all right? You know, some of you have probably gotten into the uh, holiday spirits. Just don't get us fired, basically. But uh, Judd... How do you want to start this thing off? You are at U.S. Bank Stadium right now. This was a a wildly entertaining and fun game, but also probably pretty disappointing for Vikings fans that thought that they were going to maybe run the table and still have a shot at the division title. Talk about your emotions being toyed with throughout today's game. We were back and forth, and at times it felt like it was going to be hopeless, and then the Vikings get the ball for that last drive, and you're like, oh, my God, they could win this game still. Um, But I guess my main takeaway is that um, the Nick Mullins experience is just not going to get you there. Statistically, it might, but the the number of dead ducks, the number of picks, the number of poor passes, uh, the decisions to clearly when he panics and he's about to be sacked to just basically give up the football um it was entertaining and if i didn't care about the teams it was you know it wasn't a good game but it was a fun game to watch but if you care about the vikings it's maddening it's absolutely maddening to watch because it's like this game was there and detroit you know to your point phil they won their first division in 30 years but they still lionsed today like there there were several instances of lionsing that gave you a real chance to win today and uh, you, you just couldn't grab it. And the other story, too, is, and this is not to make an excuse, just a fact. I mean, the Vikings are beat up to hell now. Hawkinson's out. Addison went out. Blackman got hurt. Wanham looked like he probably tore his knee up. And and in the fourth quarter, they flat out, it looks like, benched a Caleb Evans for Jalen Williams, who they just brought off the practice squad. So, like, that's another storyline of just what the attrition, and this happens to a lot of teams, but just what the attrition has done to this roster and the ability of the defense to actually operate like it wants to operate. Yeah. Uh, Dex, what was your main thought watching watching that game today? I mean, yeah, super entertaining game. You know, the Vikings have been a really disciplined football team just in terms of no penalties and what I think we probably racked up close to 20 penalties maybe between both teams a day, three delayed games. Obviously, a costly P.I. there towards the end. The very, I mean, soft uh, call on Jared Goff for the roughing the passer call, but should not have been called. A lot of laundry, a lot of ridiculous things, but also it's still football. And yeah, um, the Lions are good. Like, this is the first time in my lifetime I can say, hey, the Lions are a good football team. To Judd's point, though, you still had a chance to win this game because the Lions were lionsing. That's if that's the right way to say that word. Lion, lions, lionsing. They were lionsing. Lionsing. Were they yeah, like that? They, they. I mean, I don't agree. Know. They, not like they're in their classic like Jim Schwartz or like you know mid two thousands lions, but they, but they let you back in. I mean, the they game were. The, the, can I say this? Like, yeah, there's a couple moments of. I mean, they let the Vikings go up and down the field yardage wise, but. Yeah. Do you guys disagree when I say after today, the Lions are better than the Vikings? I know the Vikings have some injury things, and this might have been different with Cousins. If you had a fully stocked Cousins, Addison, right? right? Like, right, right. But 
I'm not saying the Lions are a perfect team or that they're like the Super Bowl favorite. I'm I'm not saying that, but they are better than the Vikings. Vikings. That that was Mm -hmm. my biggest takeaway today. Yeah, they're better than the Vikings. Yep. Your thoughts, Phil? That the Lions are better than the Vikings. That's my, I think that's my. But I mean, no, but from the Vikings standpoint, like how much did it drive you? Like there were things in this game that drove you crazy. Like, like that last play, Justin Jefferson is wide open. And if that ball is thrown one on time, that's the thing is, and I didn't realize it till I saw it live. Nick Mullins not only has a weak arm, it takes him an extra tick to make a play. Josh Oliver flashed open on that one play where he should have been picked off. He wasn't, and the Vikings scored a touchdown. And Mullins literally looked, stared him down, and thought about it the entire time. It was very bizarre. I'll add a couple things to this. Like You kind of said things that drove you crazy. I'll be honest with you. Nothing drove me crazy about this game because the Vikings were starting their fourth quarterback against a better team. This was just the Lions' time. Finally, for the first time in 30 years, it was their time. And I almost kind of feel like, you know what? All right. Congratulations, you know, for for the Vikings. It's kind of a buzzkill that it happened inside U.S. Bank Stadium, but they've literally only won. I think this is their fourth division title since 1957. So this poverty franchise gets to celebrate once. Uh, These two teams might wind up the Vikings right now because the Packers won and because the Seahawks held on. That got dicey in Tennessee. And so did that Packers game, by the way. They blew a two-touchdown lead late in the fourth quarter, then kicked a field goal. The Vikings are the eighth seed right now in the NFC Uh, on the Nick Mullins front. And then we'll get to Vikings fans here that are filling into this room right now. That last pass was one of the worst passes I've ever seen an NFL quarterback throw. I was thinking, oh, that must have gotten tipped at the line of scrimmage, right? He literally drops back. Perfect pocket. Wide open lane. There's no hands up in the air. There's no defensive tackles, you know, like altering his vision of the throwing lane, and he takes two steps forward, and you think, oh, here we go. He's going to throw a rifle into the back of the end zone, and it came out like a like a kickoff end over end right into the arms. It was legitimately, and, and I'll give him credit because Nick Mullins was slinging the ball. He had like eight completions of 20 yards or more in this game, but just as is the case last week, four or five times, and it was probably more today, He is going to go blue screen of death, self-sabotage mode, and then give you like the confused duck face on the sidelines. And that's what happened today. So let's get to uh, our first Vikings fan here out of the gate on this Christmas Eve decks. Who is first on Vikings vent line? Let's start things off with Joseph. Joseph, what's up, man? Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Can you hear me? We got you. Yeah. I just want to say, first of all, you guys are like legit. The realest people out here. like being uh, a Vikings uh, creators and like not even like making no excuse for them. But I honestly want to say I saw this coming from the beginning. And I've been a Vikings fan for a long time now. Every single one of Viking play calling is so predictable. And we can say, oh, they had a backup quarterback. We can say, oh, Kirk Cousin went down. But KOC, like they need, they need to, they, there's a lot of changes that need to happen. Like from, from, from management to everything, changes need to happen. And I know, write this down. In the offseason, the Vikings are going to sign Kirk Cousins because they're going to think that Kirk Cousins is going to be the guy to lead them once again to a playoff situation. The Vikings don't want to win a Super Bowl. They just want to be in a situation where they can just like make it a playoffs and they're good. Like that's, that's, their, that's their, their moment. That's their mindset. That's the momentum. Like every other team is making moves like they are like being aggressive going out there getting the players that need getting the quarterback they need to go deep and win championships the vikings don't want to win championships from randy moss to every single best player that they had they have wasted their careers they end up leaving minnesota and justin jefferson is going to be the next guy that once again is going to leave minnesota and it's just going to continue over and over and over again and i've been saying i'm a i'm a true believer the Vikings need to draft a real true quarterback who is going to be our franchise quarterback to lead this team to something special. And benching Judge Dob, yeah, Judge Dob had some like games where he 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 played bad. But like to be honest with you, benching him for like Nick Mullen, who's throwing free interception to like the other teams, it makes no sense to me at all. Joseph it coming in hot no here. Sense. Joseph, thank you for jumping on here. Uh, he's calling for major changes, organizational changes after this. I don't know if I can get with that. I feel like when you have your fourth quarterback 
and you're throwing for 400 yards and this team hasn't quit and there's injuries all over the place. Today was actually, if we take a step back, a good sign for the organization that they're fighting, they're competitive, there's backups all over the place. They're almost beating a better Lions team. Like, I actually think today was a probably a credit to Kevin O'Connell more than it was a debit, but you know, could also be the holiday spirits talking. I think the fact that the team has actually competed and, and played pretty well at, at certain times is a credit. Um, organizational changes, like big ones, aren't coming, but are there tweaks? Yes. Do I think Je- Jefferson wants out? Well, yeah, if you if you were to say Nick Mullins is your quarterback, he definitely would. He caught but, but, six passes for but, 141 yards from Nick Mullins today. Like Nick almost got him killed about twice, too. It's it, it's not a sustainable thing. Like you, but, it, but you're not going to have that. My point is, he's going to have Kirk Cousins or a quarterback who is far more suited to to start the Nick Mullins experience. I don't care about the box score. I don't care about his pluckiness. I just want it to end. It's oh, it's impossible to watch. I can't watch a guy throw punts. I can't do it. I've seen high school games with a more competitive, you know, um, Jer- talented Hall's quarterback. Probably not saving this team, right? Like I feel like that's what we're doing here. Is okay. Got to get Dobbs well, out. Get Dobbs's ass out of here. Oh, thank right. God Mullins is starting. And now two weeks later, we're like, oh, get this guy's ass out of well, here. Jaron Hall, save it. Jaron Hall was a fifth-round rookie seven months ago. Yes, but I think Kevin O'Connell could at least c- control him. The, the blue screen of death is self-inflicted. That's my problem with Nick. It, it, it's absolutely self-inflicted, and, and he melts down. And again, if you are literally, when, when you're getting sacked, if 25% of the time your answer is to drop the football, I don't have any use for you. I'm sorry. He drops the football. If, if that dummy yeah. from the Lions had fallen on, on that ball, game's over. You know, like when you have to slam on the brakes on a car, like at the, because, you know, there's a car stopped in front of you and you have to slam on the brakes. For whatever reason, at the last second, it'd be like if you just actually hit the gas right as you're getting close to the car. It's the same thing with Nick Mullins. (laughs) Instead of braking, we're going to actually touch the gas as we're five feet from the car. I love that. Yes. He just like blacks out for two seconds and hits. I I can accelerate my way through this. Uh, Who's next here on this Christmas Eve edition of Vikings Vent Line? Let's go to Rich in Oklahoma. Hey, Rich. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, Rich. We got you, man. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. You guys for a couple of years. Glad to finally be on the show. And uh, thanks for reading some of my questions on Feedback Friday. Uh, love yeah. you. Um, okay, quarterbacks. From what I counted up today, let's see. Nick Mullins, four interceptions, one near interception, three sacks, two near fumbles, and one full fumble. So my question to you guys is this. At this point, do you keep him in next week? Oh, also, considering that we're now 7-8 and eight and in the number 8 seed and we're out of it for the playoffs, not saying we're totally out, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you keep Nick Mullins in, or do you just say, you know what, to heck with it. Let's see what we got with Jaron Hall. What What would you guys do? And Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you guys and everybody watching. Yeah, you you Thanks, too, Rich. Rich. I would say, you know, another analogy, another Nick Mullins analogy. I like Declan's the best where he just he'll accelerate when he's supposed to hit the brake. Uh, he's like your like your drunk, inappropriate uncle that you only see once or twice a year at the Christmas party, the holiday party. And you're just like trying to navigate four hours of dinner and small talk so that he doesn't like offend someone or say something wild. He's got like whiskey spilling out of his glass. You're like, ah, can we just how much more time do we got Hi. left here with Uncle Nick before? Before we get done, I mean, yeah, okay, let's play Let's play Rich's game here. If your goal now is to not quit, not looking to quit and, and drag the culture here, but wouldn't be the worst thing if you finish 7-10 and 10 at this point, and maybe, you know, maybe you, you get the 11th overall pick instead of the 21st overall pick. If your goal is self-sabotage, do you start Nick Mullins for two more weeks, or do you start right. the fifth-round rookie? Yeah, I, I, I'm actually curious on which one would result in the self-sabotage. Is it Nick Mullins who can still throw for the 400 yards, which he almost did it's again Mullins. today? Or is he it's going Mullins. to try to plow into the car next to him because he can't hit the yeah. brakes and die? Like, which one is it? Well, it's Mullins be- because he-, he is a nice car. It's just that he decides to destroy himself. So, like, he's got the potential to throw for a ton of yards, and he can make some throws. Um, no, I go I go to Hall now. And, and I said that l- last week as well. Like, I just don't... Th- Seeing Mullins live today actually was far worse than on TV last week. (laughs) 
it, being it there. Was, it was, it was, it was one like, of the worst football experiences of my life to, to have to watch. I, I mean, it was it was like a joy ride. So, I mean, it was entertaining. We were driving 120 miles an hour the whole time. But at the end, I darn near about peed my pants. Let's keep it going here on uh, Judd's Live at U.S. Bank Stadium here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Please click the like button and subscribe button, too, if you haven't already. Maybe you're just new. You're just searching for Vikings therapy right now, trying to get away from a family gathering, whatever it is. Thank you for joining us here on Vikings Ventline. Who's next, Declan? Let's go to Blake next year. What's up, Blake? How are you? Howdy. Hey, How's man. How's going, guys? Hey, I, don't, I, I disagree with you, Mackie. I don't think that the uh, Lions are as good as they uh, show to be. You know, I think if you almost throw away a game where your quarterback throws, you know, four interceptions, there's two fumbles. I really think they're extremely vulnerable. They're like the Eagles this year. They're, I don't think they're as good as they claim to be or show out to be. But you just named like two of the six best teams in the NFL. So maybe sure. maybe the point is that there's just like a hodgepodge of San Francisco uh, the Ravens and then everyone else is is beatable if you don't turn the ball over four times, right? Like exactly. the Vikings did. Exactly, and I and I think that the fact that they almost lost to us and we're broken, we're a beaten up team. We don't have Kirk Cousins, you know. We don't have uh, uh, um, what's his name, Brian O'Neill, on the right. You know, it's I don't think they're that good. I really don't. But hats off to them. They played a better game. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals, always fresh, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. From pancakes to smoothies to meals and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And if you're always on the go and eating a quick and easy way to find something to eat, you need to try Factor Meals. They have an easy-to-use website. Factor is also flexible. Change up your order every week with plans from 6 to 18 meals per week, or pause or reschedule your delivery at any time. You can sign up and save, and we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash purpledaily50 and use code purpledaily50 to get 50% off. That's code purpledaily50 at factormeals.com slash purpledaily50 to get 50% off. Go check out Factor Meals. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Thank you, Blake, for jumping on the show here. I mean, if we're saying the Lions aren't very good, then what if we start going down the list of all the other teams in the NFL? Are there only like two good teams? Are the I mean, are the Cowboys not very good? Are the the 49ers are good? We know the Niners are good. But if we're saying that the Lions aren't very good, then, then then there's only like two good teams in the NFL. Is Miami not very good? I think what he's saying is the line. I, I mean, there's about two or three elite teams, and Detroit's clearly not there. But I mean, they're good. But but it's by today's standards too. Like I mean, watch these games, right? Cincinnati comes back and scores 24 points against the Vikings in the fourth quarter last week. Goes to Pittsburgh and gets their behind kicked. Right? The Chargers play the Bills tough after the Bills. So that's this league. There's very there's going to be, and I I think that this is now this league in a nutshell. There's very few elite teams like elite, but there's a lot of you know good teams, decent teams, and plus it counts to this injuries. Who's left? <laughs> you know for for each team, who's left? Yeah, and the Lions are actually really healthy, you know, considering where some of the other teams in the NFL are right now. So let's keep it rocking here on Vikings Vent Line. Let's go to Raul next year. What's up, Raul? Hey, guys. How are hey, you? Man. Happy holidays. Yeah, you too. For all the content you create, I think you are the most viewed channel on my YouTube account probably, and uh, <laughs> I think it will remain so for a while. I'm going to say this because we are going to be, going to head into very interesting times ahead with two games left and a draft coming up, right? So... I came on your show last week and, and, and Phil, you kind of picked on my uh, comment there. I said, I said, KOC should give up his job and I'm being collecting evidence. I'm a core analytics guy at heart. I've worked, worked in machine learning models for last eight, 10 years, right? My point is I'm collecting more and more evidence of incapabilities. I'm not saying he's an incapable guy, right? Of his fault, falls, right? It basically, how can he sabotage the game by not taking a decision when he threw for two interceptions in the first half? Why don't you bench him? 
what is what is that Mullins offer to you that you can't bench him after two interceptions the first half, especially the first one to Oliver, which he escaped. That was a, such a dumb pass to start with, right? Such a dumb pass. And then the second one, when a safety can bait you into to making that throw and he undercuts it, are you kidding me, right? I mean, you should be benched right there. I, I And I saw him talking to him, but he wouldn't bench him. I think it would be, and, and Raul, thank you for coming on here on Vikings Vent Line again. It would be interesting to run that second half back with Jaron Hall just to see what does it look like. Does mm-hmm. he light up for, you know, 200-plus yards in the second half and get some of those chunk plays that Nick Mullins did? Does he avoid some of the interceptions and sabotaging? That's the thing. I mean, their choices right now, it's, it's not like they're putting Nick Mullins out there and there's just an obvious, awesome player sitting behind him that they're just holding back. We don't know. I'd like to see Jaron Hall, so I agree. But, you know, don't you think in a must-win game, if they felt like after that first half, it actually says something about Jaron Hall that after that first half, Kevin O'Connell didn't make a move, right? It also it also speaks to KOC, though, because, um, I mean, there's no question that Kevin, I think by not making moves, it reflects on, on who he was as a player. And I think who he was as a player is a guy that didn't feel he got his chance, right? Yeah. Like, this goes back to um, this goes back to Dobbs. When Dobbs didn't get pulled in, in game, having a terrible game. And I think Kevin's thing is, you know, I'm gonna, I said I'd give guys a, a chance – and it's not just quarterbacks on offense. Madison was a prime example for a long time. A guy that you easily could could have, you know, swayed the carries all towards Ty Chandler, and you didn't. And I think the difference is, and, and it's the probably 180 of Kevin O'Connell, Brian Flores. A Caleb Evans had a bad game, and he got benched. If that's O'Connell, I don't think he gets benched. Like, like that's the difference. I think that there's a patience with O'Connell who feels he got robbed. Um, unfortunately, in a game like this, when Mullins is throwing, I mean, it's not just the passes. It's the sacks. It's trying to basically put the ball down because you don't. I don't know why you're doing it. But anyway, um, I do think that there's a point there. If you feel that Jaron Hall can even see you through the game more responsibly, I make that switch. I mean, I, I agree with you, Phil. There's no great choice. But, you know, who's not going to sabotage, actively sabotage the, the game? Because that last drive should never have happened, once again, when Nick put the ball on the ground and, and you know, that meathead from Detroit decided he was going to try and score instead of, hey, I should just fall on the football. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Like, the Nick Mullins experiment is, it is what it is. But we, we take this extra step where we're sitting here watching a 500 team that's just ravaged with injuries and quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. And we've got people that are like wanting Kevin O'Connell fired. I'm telling you guys, a, yeah. if you are, if you are taking backup quarterbacks to an eight or a nine win season, that's not grounds to be fired. It's actually grounds to celebrate the job you're doing. And I'm not saying that he's flawless or, I mean, hell we had a clip going. Like we talked about this a couple of days ago on feedback Friday. We had a clip going around social media where, we both said we'd rather have Jim Harbaugh than Kevin O'Connell. So it's, we're not sitting here being like blind Kevin O'Connell stands, but let's give the guy a little credit and maybe put yourself in his shoes and uh, you're winning seven, eight, nine games with these guys at quarterback. Hey, before we take some more Vikings fans here on Vikings Vent Line, let's talk about Quick Trip, the presenting sponsor of the 2023 Purple Daily Viking season. Uh, really excited to jump into a couple different quick trips on road trips this week, going around mm-hmm. to different holiday festivities, Judd. Mm-hmm. And it's the perfect place to, to do that. Get the gasoline, get the Karuba coffee. And in fact, now um, get a get stuff for breakfast, lunch, t- dinner as well. For instance, kitchen cravings, uh, 73% lean ground beef, mm, 16 ounce, only two forty nine. Nature's Touch ice cream, one gallon, uh, five ninety nine. Quickery classic white dinner rolls. Does that not sound like something good for Christmas as well? And and a perfect late gift, perhaps? Gift cards to Quick Trip as well. Those always make a great stocking stuffer. So, uh, guys, if you need a stocking stuffer and it's getting late in the ball game, Christmas Eve, check the, out the Quick Trip gift cards as well. That is Quick Trip one-stop shopping. Uh, Maya Mackey is over here taking an angry post-game nap after that game, and pretty soon it'll be Nutrisource time. Christmas Eve, special dinner for Maya Mackey. Yep, another scoop of Nutrisource, chicken and rice, the same thing she loves eating for every single meal. 
the official dog and pet food of, look at Vinny right there, of Purple Daily and Scornorth is Nutrisource. Happy birthday, you know, they me, Vinster. Like, what do you do during Vikings games? That's right. It's Vinny's birthday, hence the big number two balloon. Uh, at least last year, we didn't have to struck through or uh, try to drive through a ridiculous ice and snowstorm to get said balloon. This year, it's fifty degrees basically in Minneapolis as we're uh, as we're doing this. So, Nutrisource best treats for a birthday boy. Go get go get some Nutrisource treats for your birthday boy, whether it's his birthday or any day of the week. Oh, and there's Stella, who right now, impatiently, is about to start calling me because where the heck is Pop-Pop with the Nutrisource? What is this stupid uh, podcast show you're doing when you should be taking care of me? Stella, be patient. I'll be home soon. NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. Um, Okay, let's keep it rocking here, Declan. Who's next on Vikings Ventline? All right, let's go to uh, Richard next year. What's up, Richard? How are you, man? Hey, man. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, happy holidays and happy festivals for the rest of us. Hell yeah, uh, dude. In my little uh, holiday sweater here. Love it. I, I'm kind of behind enemy lines. Uh, my father-in-law is a Dallas Cowboy fan, and he ran off to do something quick. But um, I just wanted to kind of talk to the folks that want regime change on our coaching staff, because I, I think that's absolutely ludicrous uh, to uh, kind of what uh, Phil was saying earlier. Um so to kind of preface my rant here, I was I, I had a job with a semi-pro football team in St. Paul for a while. I was up in the booth doing some quality control stuff, and I can talk to that later on too if you want. Um, but then I ended up moving to Mankato, and I got a job at a high school there and, and ended up being uh, an interim defensive coordinator. So I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about kind of what goes on as far as uh, play calling goes. So there's like three or four or five uh, people that are involved in like one specific play call and people don't really know that. So the people up in the booth are so vital to what you actually end up calling on your call sheet. So the people that are, you know, pounding the table, trying to get rid of KOC or, or who have you, that's not where our attention needs to be. If any, if any point in time you want somebody to lose their job, you really should, first of all, kind of, look to who's uh, on their staff and uh, kind of deep dive and and really see if I I guess it's kind of hard to do from like a a fan's perspective because you don't have that behind the curtain view on on who's on their staff. But a lot of times guys in your ear aren't telling you the right things and and you make a bad play call and it looks like that was on you, but it it really is on your staff above in the, in the, in the booth. So uh, again, as a fan, it's kind of hard to judge that, but I, I just want I just want to plant the seed for the fans to say it, it's not always your head coach that is making these bonehead play calls. And I'm not saying KOC made any today, um, but let's not be so quick to fire guys. You know, that's yeah. that's my piece. That's fair. Yeah, Richard, thanks for coming on. He wins the uh, sweater of the of the night award so far, and I'll just I'll just throw one more one more log on the fire here for fodder. The Vikings offense today. Averaged 7.6 yards per play. 7.6 yards per play with their fourth quarterback. So, like, if that fourth quarterback doesn't throw two or three of the dumbest interceptions you've ever seen in your life watching football, then I think we sit here and say, wow, what a game plan, what a performance by the head coach getting a dude like this ready to march up and down the field for three hours. So where do you draw that line? Well, and I don't think that that most sane people are trying to or suggesting he should be let go. I mean, it's ridiculous. And they're not going to make a regime change. They just did. You don't make them like, oh, man, two years in, bang, unless you are awful and can't win football games. And that's not this team's problem. I also think, though, that we got a little bit of skating going on. And again, because of injuries, there's not total blame here. But I feel like the Mullins experience, which is sort of like a 1960s acid trip, so it really affects you. I feel like that's detracting from the fact that the defense has not been the same for two weeks now. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're not talking about that. And, yes, they've got a lot of guys out. It's a problem. But, you know, starting especially guys with the fourth quarter against the Bengals, this defense has not been the same. And so that's a problem, too. And I'm not trying to point – fingers here, but I am saying I feel like it's going below the radar because one, KOC is an offensive coach and two, 
the Mullen storyline is just so juicy because we can talk about his ill-time passes and mistakes. Yep. All right, Dax, let's keep it moving here. Vikings vent line. All right, let's go to, is it Moway? Maui, how's it going, guys? Maui, got us, okay. Maui. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know, I was, I was watching... It's hard to hear. I'm going to throw him back in the... Uh, your your microphone is really faint and soft, and I, I know you're driving right now, but we'll come back to him in a little bit, Dex. All right, let's go to Parker in the meantime. Parker, what's hey, up, man? what's up, guys? Uh, so, my dad and I were watching the game today, and we just... We saw the hollow box score of the 400 yards, but then we also saw the four interceptions that Nick Mullins threw, and we just think that the coaching would be better off if we had kind of a Jaron Hall quarterback in there where we had some escapability. I know there was one play where we were kind of in the red zone and Nick Mullins tried to scramble and he got one yard. And I feel like if Jaron Hall would have been in there, he would have been able to at least have a a chance of scoring or have a better chance to extend the play even more and try and find an open receiver. And I know my dad had something to say too. Mm -hmm. I feel that that Mullins, his stats uh, that you're talking about, are hollow just like uh, Kirk Cousins' first few years here. And, he, you know, he has four interceptions, and the last one was a lane duck in the air. And the look on Justin Jefferson's face was, it was bad, not good. Yeah, it was uh, – yeah, thank you guys for coming on, and happy holidays. It was, it was not the most fulfilling 400-yard – it's not going to be one of those performances where – you tell your kids one day, your grandkids, I was there the day Nick Mullins threw for 400 yards on Christmas oh, Eve. Gosh, honey. <laughs> All right, who's next, Declan? All right, let's go to Isaiah next year. Hey, Isaiah, what's up, man? Hey, how y'all doing? You hear me? Yeah, we got you. Hey, first and foremost, happy holidays, fellas. Nothing but blessings and love. Uh, coming from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, okay, so here's my hot take. All right. Just because everyone wants to call to have Jaron Holland, I really don't agree with that. Um, I like the kid. I like the way he plays. I think it's time that we stop wasting Justin Jefferson's prime. We should go draft, and the way we're probably going to end the season won't be a high draft pick, but if we take a swing at Michael Penix Jr. at University of Washington, I like the lefty. Also, maybe in the later rounds, if he's still there, take his running mate, Dylan Johnson, the running back. So then that brings us a bell cow that takes care of the running game and the passing game. And maybe the future for Justin Jefferson will still be, you know, right there in Minnesota. We don't want to have him be frustrated like Diggs. Yeah. No, Isaiah, thanks for coming on, man, from uh, from Philadelphia. Happy holidays to you. Um, yeah, I mean, they're especially after watching like the, the post Kirk Cousins quarterback play. I think they're, pro- they're probably interested in bringing Cousins back more than they were like you know, after that first Dobbs game, and they're probably even more interested in finding their young quarterback of the future. Yeah, and I don't think that we're calling for, or I'm certainly not calling for Hall to be the guy. I'm just saying right now I'd start him because he hopefully would um, scramble out of uh, non-advantageous situations and not throw his incredibly dumb passes. But I'm not calling for him like to be the top QB going into training camp. That's yep. to be determined. And if they draft a guy, you know what? I'm fine with that, too. Yeah. At this point, you I mean, how do you not just start Jaron Hall against the Packers just to see, right? Like, you know, Nick, Nick Mullins threw four interceptions. Yeah, I was going to say he you. Like, yeah, and you bet. And you benched. Uh, exactly. Expectations need to be that he's probably not saving your franchise this season. But let's 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 take right. an extended look here for a couple weeks and Amen. see what he's got. Yep. All right, Dax, who's next? Let's go to uh, Christian next year. Hey, Christian, what's up, man? How you going, guys? So um, it's a very early Christmas morning here, seven, uh, almost eight o'clock. Um, so I'll, I'll paint a very sad picture for you. Not only was that a horrible game to watch with the ending, but uh, you get up at 4 a.m. to watch and you're hungover as well. So that oh, was a little man. bit tough. But, um, I, don't, I don't quite understand everyone, uh, or not everyone, but a lot of people calling out KOC what's the issue with the coaching there? You've got receivers running wide open there. But, I mean, come on, Nick Mullins, just how many turnover-worthy plays was there? But surely it's it's Jaron Hall time. I mean, what, what's the worst that can happen? That we, that he kind of looks like Christian Ponder and we're a little bit anemic. Go back to Mullins. He's not going to be offended, is he? He's not like a, <laughs> no. a diva there. 
it, it's time to time to make a change there. But uh, I've got another sad story for you as well. If you think it's bad being a Vikings fan on this sort of game, my brother's a diehard Carolina fan, so it could always be worse. Boy, yeah, they man, in Carolina, man. And thanks for coming on from Australia, thanks, Christian. Christian. Carol, Carolina was getting smoked by the Packers today. And there they come. That Packer defense once again lets its guard down. And the Panthers come back and they tie that game at 30. And then the Packers go down and kick a go-ahead field goal to win 33-30. to So, poor Adam Thielen. Has Joe Barry been fired yet? At this point, do you fire him to spark something in week 17? Or did you just wait a couple weeks? Oh, I'd fire him right now. I'd fire him tonight. I'd fire him tonight as a Christmas present to my fan base. Bring him, bring, Merry bring, Christmas, bring him fans. on in. Come He's on, on the top Joe, of the point. Come on over. Come on over to the, the Lafleur family Christmas party. Come on over. You're fired. <laughs> and, then st- and then stream it. Have the kids. Have Packers. the four kids. Matt, Matt Nagler just loves it. He's just like, yeah, get out there. He just opens the door and just kicks him right out. Just kicks him right out yes, the door. Somebody might want to check that live stream and see uh, how did that guy react on Cheesehead TV once That's that. A, oh, I'm going to do that when I get home. Great point. Yeah. Uh, let's keep it moving here on Vikings Ventline Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Matt next year. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. I uh, hate to be a Grinch on uh, Christmas here, but, um, yeah, I'm uh, going to be completely honest. Obviously, Nick Mullins did not expect a lot heading into the game, but, my God, you're in the NFL. Like, that last pass, that was some high school-level backup quarterback stuff. That was, was bad. an a- absolute duck. Absolute duck. Cannot believe it. But, um. I guess looking forward to the future, there's got to be a conversation. Are the Wilfs maybe the worst owners at this point in the state of Minnesota? Because the complacency that is just stemming down from them kind of drives me nuts. I mean, you sign a quarterback, Kirk Cousins, expecting to win the Super Bowl. That's That was the goal. Did not pan out. Obviously, Zim's time ended pretty poorly. But now you re-sign him to, a, you know, going to be a lot of money towards your cap. That's just handcuffing your team. You have holes in the defensive line getting gouged. Like, that's the worst thing ever. It's like I'm having my eyes having to be, like, pulled open to watch them on defense because they're just getting gutted up the middle. And it's just there's holes in this team that can be fixed in free agency with not having Kirk's contract there. So I think you got to draft a quarterback. I've heard Penix. I've heard Jaden Daniels. Please, God, no Bo Nix because that dude has been in college as long as I was. So he's, he's the Van Wilder of college <laughs> yeah, Exactly, yeah. Had more fun Van than Van Wilder, but... Yeah, yeah, he definitely did. But uh, no, uh, great, great talking to you guys. Um, yeah, obviously a tough end of the season, but I uh, love watching your content, and uh, yeah, have a good Christmas. Thank, Thank you, you, Matt. Appreciate Thanks, you coming man. on. A little therapy session there for Matt. Let's go to another one here, Vikings Vent Line. Sure, let's go to James next year. James, what's up, man? Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, man. Um, yeah, I just, it was disappointing, obviously, but I think most importantly, Judd's point about the defense, like what's happened in the last two weeks and why are we seeing such a shift? I know, you know, when your quarterback's throwing four interceptions, you're getting put in a really bad place, but some of it and like the injuries, I I think we just kind of got to go into this week and like, what are we doing? Like, is, is it worth to really make a playoff push? I mean, I know the mindset is always to win, but is that going to be better for the franchise overall? I mean, it's it is it is quite the roller coaster to be a Vikings fan. I was born into it, you know. I'm in Connecticut too, so again, across enemy lines. But listen to you guys every day. Love love the content. Love you. So guys. here, James, here's a quick question for you, just because I'd, I'd love to just do like a straw poll of the remaining guests who come on. You said, like, kind of, is it worth it? Like, where are we at in the next couple weeks, right? So with this loss today and with other things that have happened this week so far in the NFL, the Vikings have gone from the 22nd pick five days ago to 14th right now, according to Tankathon. I, I mean... I'd want yeah. the pick. I, that's kind of, I where want, I, it's kind of where I'm at right now. I want uh-huh. the pick. I want, I want Kirk back for two years on a friendly deal, and then... Uh, McCollum or or somebody that we can sit behind him and learn from him. Okay, James, but, happy holidays. Yeah, thanks, thanks you guys for coming on the show. You know, it's just interesting. They just jumped up eight spots in the last week, basically by by so, getting bounced down. So to Dex's point, then if if you um, have an eye on let's say not being too successful against the Packers and Detroit in uh, Week 18, 
you might just stick with good old Nick, St. Nick. Nick, who hey, can bring, who can bring you job. losses. Yeah, that, that fearless spirit. We oh, want to see more of that fearless oh, oh, oh. spirit out ho, there. Duck, duck, ho, duck. Oh, I'm throwing gas, ducks gas, now. Gas. <laughs> and you get an interception. And you get an interception. All right, who's next on Vikings Valent? All right, let's go to uh, Dwayne next. Okay. Here, Dwayne. Hey, can you hear me? We got you, Dwayne. Okay, great. Uh, first, I want to say happy holidays. And too. you out. So my first trip to U.S. Bank Stadium was last year on my birthday for Thanksgiving. That's when I got you guys' content, which has gotten me through up to this moment. Awesome, so dude. thank you much for that. Thank you. Um, my hot take is what Declan just said. Let's keep Nick in for the last two games. We're not going to make a Super Bowl run, so why bother? So keep Nick in. Let's just take two more losses, try to get in the top ten to draft the QB, get Kirk back for another year or two, move the franchise forward. If you saw J.J. after the game, that was the face of I want out of here if Nick Mullins plays another game next year. So so you have to let J.J. in on the plan, though, right? You guys you got to, hey, 100%. Just so you know, like, do, and by the way, J.J., you're still going to get like 150 yards because he's just going to be throwing the ball down the field to you. But uh, let's just make him feel good about the performance. Today. Hey, Nick, great job. More aggressive next week. Even more. Even push that. Push that pedal down even yep. further, Nick. Great job. He. It feels like Brett Favre's first year here. Every time he threw the ball, you were like, "Is it a pick or is it a catch?" That's how I feel with Nick Mullins. Like he is truly embracing the Southern Miss lifestyle of Brett Favre. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. They you, they bring these quarterbacks into Southern Miss for like three thirty years. Like there was only one way to play football on the edge. Right. <laughs> Just like you're you're. Some people are wondering in the comments section too, is Nick Mullins colorblind? He's just out there. He's, he just sees like 21 other jerseys. He's like, I don't know. Just, I'm just going to put it out there and hopefully somebody catches it. Yeah, no, <laughs> the panic in the pocket is is unacceptable for a NFL QB that he just, I'm, I'm throwing it to anybody who's near me. It doesn't matter. <laughs> or I'm just not. I'm just going to drop the ball and run away from it. That's true. Yeah. Dwayne, happy holidays, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. All right, who, who do we got next here, Dex? All right, let's go to, uh, let's go to Kyle. And his big hat there. Nice. What's up, Kyle? What's up, guys? Hey, I'm not an NFL scout, but what do I need to see from Mullins to make him think that he's on my guy? Like, he's throwing 50-50 balls all over the field. Like, why can't we get somebody else that can just throw the ball in a safe spot? Like, he's terrible. Yeah, I mean... It's. I think what's amazing is, and th- that hat and your man cave set up there. That's a. That's a great stuff. setup there, by Kyle. I think part of the problem is there's not. Now I will say I was gonna say there's not that many guys that can just come off the street and like, be Nick Foles for the Eagles six years ago, but there was a guy sitting on his couch, that has like 14 touchdown passes the last three weeks. Joe Flacco was available. Yeah. Joe Flacco was sitting there, and he is killing it for Cleveland right now. It's partially, though, based on this, too. It's partially based on on the fact that it's quite clear that Kevin O'Connell wants Mullins to run his system, which is what Kirk does. Like, I would have dummied down that playbook a whole lot. And and, and he's still going – he's still having routes run really deep with no underneath options at times. And if the pressure gets to Nick, you know Nick's going to, as Phil says, have the blue screen of death. So it's a multitude of things. I'd be curious to see what Stefanski is doing. Not not that Joe Flacco is a better quarterback than Nick is, but I'd be curious to see if Stefanski is making some concessions to try and help Flacco out as well. Because Nick Mullins has a very small skill set, and it doesn't really fit what Kevin wants as far as what he's asking for. So I think that also gets to be part of the discussion because you're asking Nick Mullins to hit on passes that Kirk can. But, I mean, let's just start with the arm. Let's, like, forget the let's forget the rest. Let's just talk about Nick Mullins' arm. My God, it's non-existent. It looks like there's 40-mile-an-hour winds crossing and you know being who he blown is? in his face. Like, and, and I say this with all due respect because this guy was a better player at what he did. It's like watching Jamie Moyer pitch. <laughs> Like the ball moves like Moyer. mile an hour fast. Yeah, but, 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 you know, for years that guy got away with it and, and was actually productive. But it yeah. looks like, I, I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a professional quarterback's ball wobble as much unless you go back to the 70s and, like, call up YouTube clips of guys like John Hadle. 
Yeah, it is actually it, it, just in any context. Going back and watching old quarterback film from fifty or sixty years ago oh, yeah. is hilarious. And is Nick good. Mullins would have dominated that area. Oh, he would have kicked Johnny Unitas' ass. <laughs> All right, let's keep it going here. A little Christmas Eve edition of Vikings Therapy for you guys on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Who's next? All right, let's go to Malcolm next year. Hey, Malcolm. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, man. Hey, guys. Yeah. Who do we have baby. here? This is a lotto, like a lottery. Lotto. Lotto. Yeah. Who's a good dog? Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. I just, um, I agree. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with everybody. Ah, all right, loud. Yeah, yeah, good girl. I um, uh, I, yeah. I I was trying to figure out, I guess, what's the price point if Kirk like was to come back after watching a quarterback play. So P, so PFF did like a like if you're looking for the actual contract, PFF projected two years, sixty million dollars, which would make him like the seventeenth highest paid quarterback, which is. You know, usually when they re-sign Kirk to new contracts, it's either mm-hmm. top or top three or top five in cap hit. So it'd be a mm-hmm. big discount compared to the last three times they've done it. Yeah, I um, honestly, after watching the game, uh, I, I think you you kind of give us give JJ, I guess, like what he kind of wants to stay, kind of, which I think he may be like on on the edge of like saying, hey, let's try to give Kirk uh, another shot, but <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I just feel like I'm the only guy who's, like, kind of, like, interested in possibly what Kirk could do with this type of team, being that it was centered around him. And I think Jaron Hall's, like, probably the everyone's favorite to, like, start, but I think it's kind of like you're throwing him under the wind in a robbery game with the Packers, and if he hasn't gotten, you know, the trust of the coaches by now and whatnot, like, like – what do you do? You know, what would you guys kind of go with at this point? Yeah, I think Malcolm, thanks for coming on. And Lotto, happy holidays to both of you. Who's a good girl? Who's a good girl? Um, I think a, a great scenario, if it could work out, is Kirk Cousins back on a highly discounted contract compared to what it would have been if, if he had played a full healthy season without tearing his Achilles with one year largely guaranteed. And then and out if needed after the first year, and then also draft a good young quarterback in the first or second round. If it's Penix, it's Penix. If it's J.J. McCarthy, whatever. Like Then, and if, and if Justin Jefferson is part of this conversation, you say, hey, man, so we got Kirk coming back. We got the quarterback of the future that you get to work with in practice for the next year, and he's going to come and sit behind Kirk. Maybe he takes over at some point. We'll see what happens. And now, now you've got, you've actually got roads to potentially go down. The problem with the quarterback room right now, it's like, well, one guy's 36 with a torn Achilles. Two other guys are journeyman backups that are turnover machines. And Jaron Hall seems like a nice guy, but, you know, he's a long shot. He's a fifth-round pick. So if you're a wide receiver, you're wondering, where's the talent in this room? So you need, you need to get more talent, high-end talent in that room. And if you're going to – so if the Vikings are going to make Justin Jefferson the highest-paid non, uh, non-quarterback in the league, he's signing here. And keep in mind, if, if he tells them – buzz off I'm going to play out my fifth year option and he gets hurt which he was hurt this year he's got no guarantees then so like there's almost no way if the Vikings and he is eligible for contract extension right now so if the Vikings come to him in March and say we're going to make you the highest paid non quarterback in the league he's taking it he's taking it if I'm his QB because he needs the guaranteed cash because if he gets hurt God forbid and his career is done yeah. he gets insurance money that's i mean he gets nothing basically so i i think people are far too concerned this all starts with one thing financial and then okay if i get a good quarterback that's great but there's no way on god's green earth that jefferson's going to tell the vikings to go uh bleep themselves so he can play out a contract get hurt in that year and then be done yeah hey Judd, before you uh before you go back to muting your microphone to to limit the noise right can you tell the audience what you're going to be it's good. No, it sounds it sounds it's nice. It's left now. It's, very, now, it's yes. very nice. Yeah, the shows yeah. are done these, around. How do these rude these rude media members in the press well, box you know, not know that you are the sports dad? Damn it! It's these podcast hosts who have these willy nilly <laughs> shows and just show up and start doing. Yeah, no, I'm exactly. Uh, tell the audience what you're going to be drinking on this Christmas Eve tonight. Oh, you know what? Presume. 
No, 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 no. You're exactly right. Because when I get home, I need to I need to flush the memory of the Mullins experience from my head. I need to think of better days and better times. And there's nothing like a before I die from our friends at Surly Brewing or a furious, a logic bomb. I could go down a long list of starters. That's right. All of them starters when it comes to beers, because Surly is the um, official beer of a PD has been for a long time. Before I die is the official beer of the mission. It makes a perfect combination. And as always, show us your cans on X, like to see that at Jay Zolgad, at Score North. If you are cheersing a Christmas beer, we want to see it, as long as it's a surly, of course. Yes, yes. Also, uh, if you happen to spill a little of beer on your carpet, don't worry, because Zero Res is here to help you deep clean your house for the holidays, or for, you know, you've got now you've got holidays are here right now for the next week. Maybe you want to get a jump start into feeling ah, that sense of clean in January, right? So... This week only, you can get 23% off any Zero Res service if you book by the 31st of December. 23% off. So when you call or go to the website, that's 952-ZERO-RES or ZeroResMinnesota.com. Ask for the Score North special, and you have to book it by December 31st to get 23% off any Zero Res cleaning service. 952-ZERO-RES or ZeroResMinnesota.com. Spill it forward or backwards. It spells the same. Zero res. We'll get to a few more here in a second, but talk about January, Judd. This is where people start to, okay, I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to change my life. Livia is here to help you get a jump start in January. Oh, absolutely. In fact, that sports dad a couple of years ago down uh, 40 pounds thanks to the Livia Weight Control Center's uh, program that I can tell you firsthand works. In fact, a lot of people who watch this very program can tell you the same thing because guess what? They've joined. I've got th- their notes. We've had people lose 30 pounds. We've had people lose 800 pounds. And right now there is a ho, ho, ho Christmas offer. Join now and get your first eight weeks for free. That's right. First eight weeks for free. Three years in a row voted the best weight loss program in the state. 855 go L I V E. Livia.com, inside or outside the state. The whole thing can be done virtually, so you don't need to live here. You, you can live, uh, be a Vikings fan in Tennessee. Guess what? You can join Livia. L-I-V-E-A.com is where your weight loss journey starts. All right, Dex, who do we have next on Vikings Ventline? All right, let's go to uh, McQueen next here. What's up, McQueen? How you guys doing today? Thanks for having me again. Happy yeah. holidays to all the Vikings fans out there. I got three quick hitters for you. Offense, defense, coaching. Um, Nick Mullins is a bag of milk and Jaron Hall should start next week. And here's why not because he's, he gives us the best chance to win. Not because we got to see what we have. Jaron Hall needs to start because we need some time for Mullins and Dobbs on the side. So Dobbs can teach Mullins how to build a rocket so we can shoot him as far away (laughs) from Minnesota as possible. Get him out of my face. It's unreal. It's, it's, it's unwatchable. Like I'm, I'm having a heart attack on every play. And then I got to remember it's Nick Mullins. We're going to lose. Like, why am I stressing over this? It's ridiculous. Uh, Defense, not going to blame them today. They gave up a lot of points to a great offense and they're on, they're missing two of their top three corners. DJ Wonham goes down. Patrick Jones is playing the whole game. We know what PFF thinks about him. Um, and then coaching, I, I I think we need to have a real discussion, and they need to have a real discussion about KOC giving up play calling next year. And I don't want to rail on him too bad, but, like, you've seen Dan Campbell did this. He gave up play calling. Um, who else? Nick Sirianni gave up play calling last year, earlier in the year, and – they end up, they go to the Super Bowl. Now they might need them to call plays again because Brian Johnson stinks, but that's a whole other issue. Um, but like you saw on the first drive, there was like, I, like bang, bang right off the bat. They ran two play action backside plays, got a bunch of yards, didn't go back to it the entire game until the fourth quarter. And they ran one to, I believe, KJ Osborne on I, Mullins probably threw an interception on that drive, but it's like you see things that work and then they just stop doing them. And I I don't know. I, I don't get it. I just, he didn't call plays with the Rams and he, you know, he's trying to get his footing, but it, it might just be too much to manage. Like, I think he's built a good culture. I think, you know, they're, 
the least penalized team in the league or they have the least amount of yards coming into the game. Um, so like, he's doing some good things, but I don't know. It just, it might be worth trying to identify a good young hotshot coordinator to come in and call plays. And okay. McQueen, happy holidays to you. Thank you for, for your takes. Yeah. I mean, I think Kevin would sit you down and say, listen, we could nitpick some of the, the play calls or whatever, but at the end of the day, our, our offense went for, 7.6 yards per play today. So, you know, I, but I do, I, I would like to hear, you know, what, what would it be like if somebody else was calling the plays and Kevin could focus on big picture stuff. He could focus on just game flow. He could focus on, okay, now I'm going to spend some time and just like have a conversation with a player between drives because it's something important. Um, I don't know that Wes Phillips is that guy that's going to take over and just be a whiz at calling plays. But um, it's something to to maybe consider in the offseason. He ran a double reverse that went to Johnny Munt. I mean, what more do we need to see? We, but we had a flea flicker. We had a flea, flea flicker today. Yeah. What more do you want for in terms but of creativity? It was, Chandler, it was Chandler, Jefferson, Mullins, bang. Who's next Johnny on the Vikings Munt? line here? Let's go to Devin. Hey, Devin. Devin, what's up, hey, man? How we, hey, how we doing, man? What's going on, Devin? I'm depressed right now, man, after that one. <laughs> yeah, let us you. be your therapist. Tell us about it. Uh, I'm from Connecticut. Let me start that off. I've been a fan for a very long time since Cunningham. You know, I used to watch. I My, my whole family's Dallas Cowboys fan, so um, I used to watch uh, the games, and, you know, they – those fans are crazy, so they they be they be delusional. So I, I I wanted to pick a team that I really liked, and I and I seen Randall come in, um, Randy Moss, and it just I just stuck with it, and it's been a roller coaster, man. Yeah, I swear. But um, for tonight's game, I I don't I don't see why people want to call for uh, KC's job, or they think that he's a, a bad coach. This is his second year, guys. We got to relax. <laughs> The second year, he's not doing too bad in his fifth quarterback. We got to get a guy some credit. It happens. Some some coaches do worse, you know. And at the end of the day, we we got something brewing with the team with the team because you know we got a young we got young guys. But at the same token, we're gonna we're gonna lose a lot this uh, upcoming uh, off season. And as far as Kurt, it's gonna say a lot about Kurt this next year because. If he doesn't want to take a pay cut, then it's going to show that he's more about money than actually getting a championship. And that says a lot about quarterback. And do you really want that in your your as your leader? You know, if he doesn't really want to win the game, as far as make it to a, a bowl and take this this franchise somewhere like you promised when you signed here, then this ain't the, the franchise for you. I love him. He's a good guy, but uh. I'd rather just draft the quarterback and see what what would it what works with uh, Justin Jefferson because he's not going to be too happy if he don't got nobody throwing him the ball, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Devin. Devin in Connecticut. Connecticut representing here. I feel like there's been multiple there has Vikings fans from Connecticut here. But happy holidays to you, Devin. Let's keep it rolling here. Dex, who's next? Let's go to Ryan. Hey, Ryan. What's up, man? Hey. First of all, Merry Christmas to all you guys. You too, Ryan. Uh, secondly, uh, that, I'm tired of seeing the seven interceptions, probably nine interceptions last two games. And, you know, KOC, he went through it, said he was going to pull people if they had that many. And just, you know, I mean, it is what it is with the quarterback situation. But also, Madison, two carries minus one yard. I'm tired of seeing that guy. But thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, Madison, he snuck, he snuck in there for a couple. The run game was just embarrassing today. Nobody could get anything going on the ground for the Vikings. Non-existent, absolutely. Absolutely did nothing. Yeah, it was like uh, 11 carries for yards. 17 yards. Yeah, you, you know, I will say again, the one thing that I think really could have helped this team, especially with backup QBs um, who have accuracy problems, um, a screen game. I've never seen a team just abandon the screen. They they just don't run screens for for the most yeah. part. Well, I mean, 
but a run game. Like that's that right, it's I'm, funny. They focus they grabbed Josh Oliver last year in free agency. Their number yeah. one focus offensively needs to be for the next you know, eight months, how can they get a run game going? Play calling, linemen, whatever it is, a, a more explosive running back. I know, but and I a mean, screen a, game would be nice. A, a screen game is at least an extension of the run game because you know it's basically a guy who's in the open a little bit. But I've never, I've never seen a team just look bad and then just say screw it. I feel like every team I've watched up until KOC's teams have had some type of screen game, and they just basically don't have one right no, now. The Vikings are like screw it, more Nick Mullins, thirty six yeah, more downfield. <laughs> uh, all right, Dex, let's keep it rocking here. Vikings vent line. Amir, what's up, man? Amir, can you hey hear us? Hey, guys. i got three things for you. First of all, thanks so much for doing this on Christmas. I know it's... Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Got can some, you hear me? Got some audio clicking issues there. So I think if, if you're on your car play or if you're on your headphone, just, like, take those off or unplug the phone from your car and go from there. But uh, in the meantime, hey, Peter, what's up, dude? Am I on? Yep. You are on, Peter. What's up, Peter? <laughs> yeah, we got you. you can. Oh, I can't hear you. That's odd. I got a baby here with me. Oh, you can go. You go. Go say what you want to say, and we can hear you. Okay. Yeah, give me back. No, no, no. Go, go. Oh, you can hear me. You go. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, um, I wanted to talk about Kevin O'Connell. Just, I don't say let's fire him. I'm, I'm not in that camp. Um. And it really hasn't been until the last few weeks that I'm really questioning his play calling. Like, I get it. There's a lot of injuries. Um, You know, all teams have injuries. He's on whatever quarterback he's on. But, like, Judd, you're talking about that play where he just – Mullins just drops the ball, basically, and runs away from it. It shouldn't have gotten to that. Um, I think it was the opening drive where – they have it like third and goal. They have like third and goal. Kill her. <laughs> we all Maybe agree. Steph, hold on. <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. Sorry, guys. That's you can okay. cut me anytime. But, uh, <laughs> they had it like third and goal, and Mullins makes a terrible pass, and they're they're saved by some sort of penalty. Um. And the Vikings get it back. So it's like on the two-yard line, first and goal. And what does O'Connell do? He, like, play action, and then Mullins is scrambling, and we're all watching like, oh, no, we're going to see Mullins play hero ball again. Haven't we learned anything? Like, I'm not not a genius, offensive, up-and-coming stud coordinator, but, like, I know what Nick Mullins is, so – why are we putting him in that position? Like, it's first and goal from the two. Just hand the ball off. Hand the yeah. ball off. C.J. Ham, Alex Madison. I don't care. Ty Chandler. Run behind Christian Derisaw, who's an all-pro left tackle. It's not complicated. Like, other teams understand that. That's all. Love yeah. you guys. Merry Thank Christmas. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. That was, like... On the on the list of things to criticize, that was a big one, right? Where okay, you've you've made your way to the two, you've matriculated down to the two yard line. Even this porous running attack should be able to hand it off three times and get in. I would think, like Ty Chandler, by the way. And there goes Nick Mullins running out, bootlegging out to his right. You know, he's got that duck face. He's looking around, and oh god! And Branch probably would have housed that thing a hundred. Two oh, yeah. yards to the house if he hadn't bobbled and dropped it. But. And Mullins is looking right at the receiver. Oliver is like right in front of him, shaking his hand. And Nick is like, think, think, think some more, think some more. And then he throws it behind him. Yeah, that's the thing is, it's like the perfect storm of everything you can't do. There is no velocity on the ball. He thinks at least a second too long, and then he freaks out. It's the hat trick of ineptitude. The, the hat trick of ineptitude. It's like the it. hat trick of ineptitude from Nick Mullins. All right. Should we try Amir here to wrap things up one more time? Amir, do you got us? Oh, wrap things up. That's an honor. There we go. Yeah. We got you now. Yep. Yeah, Good work. We got All right. you. Thanks for having me back in. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say thank you guys for coming on on Christmas. You guys are great. You keep me sane as a Viking fan, and the whole community does. I'm in Philly, so I really don't have it here. Uh, so you guys are my connection, so I appreciate it. Uh, one, uh, I'm sure KOC's gotten a lot. I haven't been able to watch all the time. 
I love what KFC's doing to quote Brad Childers. It's a kick-ass pass offense, paraphrase. I think we need to see more creativity in the running game. I think that is a big problem. It feels like we're always just running right up the middle. Um, and then finally with Justin Jefferson, I'm wondering, uh, you guys talk about paying him, making him the highest paid player, but uh, wide receivers don't win you Super Bowls. Um, they just don't. So I want to see, like, with the, with the right quarterback in here, I think we can really uh, see, this, see this team go. And I, I love what KFC is doing, and I want to keep seeing it. Thanks, guys. Amir, great stuff, man. Thank you for the kind words. You know, there, there's so many just crazy and fun off-season discussions, but one of them can be until he signs a contract. If somebody offered you two first-round picks and a third right. for Justin Jefferson. Yep, that's a question. That's a fair question. You know, you get to, you get to save the money and you get the extra draft capital. You still have Jordan Addison as your number one. I'm just... We don't have to do it on this. I was going to say, I mentioned Christian Derrissaw's name, and I'm still being <laughs> torched. Yep. So, all right. That's a wrap on this Christmas Eve therapy here, boys, presented by Quick Trip. Judd's in the stadium right now. We are going to hit you guys with Christmas Day Vikings hottest takes. So be on the lookout tomorrow on the Purple Daily podcast feed and YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please click the like button and the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. And just like most importantly, Thank you guys for making this. Even when the Vikings lose and throw four interceptions, you guys make this the most fun place to be for Vikings fans every single day on Purple Daily. We love doing the shows for you, and um, it's been a blast here tonight. Any final words from you guys before we say goodbye on Vikings Ventline on this Christmas Eve? I got, I got a good hot take. I was actually str- this was this game. I was struggling a little bit. Usually, I kind of have an idea, ideas even of what mm-hmm. I would like to do. And this one I was struggling, and then all of a sudden it kind of hit me, and I'm very excited. Is that an elf hat? Judley? Yeah, you guys were going to wear a Santa Claus hat, so I got an elf hat. Why did you wait until it. you waited did, until the end of the show to bust out your elf hat? Well, it's not a very, it's not a very professional thing to do. I was going to do it if they won, Hold and on. then I decided not to. But now did, most people are gone. Did they give you that hat, or did you bring that hat from home to the stadium? Don got Don actually uh, sent out and got it for me. It showed up last night. I've got that one and this one, okay. three hats, but I got two of them. See, like, yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> just can you imagine an hour of like every time Judd moves his head, just yep. jingle Judd. Just, yep, jingle Judd. <laughs> and Saint Nick. Oh, Oh, amazing. St. Nick. St. Nick was uh, in a giving mood today at yes, U.S. Bank Stadium. Every, <laughs> Jolly every old St. Nick. You Detroit's gonna... very happy. Michigan's very happy with St. Nick. <laughs> amazing. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow for Vikings Hottest Takes here on Purple Daily. This has been another episode of Vikings Ventline. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays.